Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. Well, we are uh, going to get in the Word tonight, but let's look at Psalm 37 first, just because it's a favorite psalm of mine. Go get him, John. Go get him, DJ. Rip it up for the glory of God, with the grace of God. And he put grace on you. He said to Jeremiah, don't be afraid of their faces. You know why he said that? Because sometimes their faces are a little scary. You get into a place where you're going to bring God's power and authority, kingdom, and you're going to bring the kingdom, and it might be a new experience. I don't know. It might be a new experience for some, freedom, joy. Just, just bring it. So proud of you. Awesome. Psalm 37. Again, greetings to our online congregation. What's up? Glad you're with us. Building project moving right along. Y'all seen that? You see this? Somebody said, what's the skin? <laughs> I said, we're going to skin the building. Like, what's that? That doesn't sound so good. It, it is good. It's the, it's the outside of the, uh, the building. Psalm 37. We'll go there in a second. It's the outside of the building, but it's also the inside. It's a uniquely fabricated and designed building. What we've put up is a superstructure. It's not just a regular, it's not a regular metal building. Yeah, it's not a metal building. I mean, it is a metal building, but it isn't. This thing is designed to take the biggest earthquake. It's designed to last 100 plus years. We have a 100-year roof. Why would you do that? Because it's possible that the Lord would tarry and your kids will take over the work and move forward and we'll go on into glory. I'm going to go 120, but I don't think I'm going 150. I'm, 150, I'm 52 now. I don't think I'm going to go for another 100. I don't have faith for that. Hallelujah. No. Now, how about you, Pastor Vince? They'll be calling us Methuselah. <laughs> Joshua and Caleb. Anyway, uh, y'all there, Psalm 37? Good, I'll get there in a second. So the, out those panels, when they go up, there are 32 in the walls. Do you understand our ratings? Because I don't. If you do, maybe you can explain it to me later. But it has something to do with insulation. And uh, all in-floor heating. When those panels go up, the inside is already done. So it's not like once that, you see that side going up, that, that is the inside wall also. So it's not like it needs a whole bunch of drywall to finish the inside of it. It already is finished once it goes up. Come on, somebody say, whoa. whoa. Now there are interior walls and such. How many have been praying for our building project? That's not enough. Would you, come on, we, we got to pray. You, you pray, pray every day, pray grace, grace, pray God supply everything we need. Can you say amen? Yeah. All right, Psalm 37. Uh, Verse 1, do not fret because those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For they like grass will soon wither, like green plants that will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. This is uh, a scripture that is a key for my wife and I, because when we came into the Lord, when we came to the Lord and gave our hearts to him, 
You know, I mean, just really got saved, saved. And, and, and then he was just working things and breaking strongholds off of us. And the discipleship and sanctification process took a while. And uh, I'm going to quote my mama again, who's on the front row. He looked beautiful, mom. My mama said, said this to me. She said, the longer, you were, you're gonna be sa- the longer you're saved, the more you'll realize what God saved you from. And that is so, so true. So as, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. So after we got sanctified and, you know, filled with the Holy Ghost and, and sanctification, you know, he's just making us more and more like Jesus. That never ends. But we came to look at what God had done in our lives, and we just fell in love with the Lord. We just fell in love with him. And, and, and it's not changed. To take delight in the Lord, I'm going to just give you a key. I mean, I could preach on this the rest of the service. I'm going to give you a key of how to walk and break through in power, how to increase in the anointing. I mean, it's like this five steps to increasing. You know, I, you, know you get some oil. You gotta, so many people are running from conference to conference and reading endless amounts of books so they can get the next level of impartation. And I'm all for impartation. And I'm all for anointed conferences. And I'm all for anointed books, especially the book, the Bible. But there, th- this is, it's so simple. If you'll just delight in the Lord. Some, some of you delight in your Xbox. Some of you delight in money. Some of you, some of you delight in some other things, but may- maybe not the Lord. If we learn to delight in Him, I'm telling you there's an explosion of faith and power and anointing. When you're delighting in the Lord, you become a soul winner. When you're delighting in the Lord, it's just miracles begin to break everywhere, right and left. He gives you the desires of your heart. That's, something, that's our whole testimony. All we've done, and, and we're young. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, 52 is a new 30s. 50 is a new 30, and all the 50-year-olds said. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, you, you know, you think they got it going on. What a, a senior said, energy's wasted on youth. <laughs> I'll out praise, out worship. Come on, Jesus. I'll out fast every one of those beautiful kids. We'll teach them how to do it. Come on, somebody say amen. Let's go to the next verse because it's just so good. Psalm 37, verse 5. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. Trust. Pistis in the Greek, belief. Trust in him. And he will do this. Go ahead. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn. Your vindication like the new, dang, that preaches all by itself. Like the new, anybody need vindication? You know, if you begin, when you begin to lift your hand to get your own vindication is the day the vindication of the Lord for you is over. Just learn to do what David did as his boss was trying to pin him to a wall with javelins. Turn the other cheek, let the Lord fix it. When the Lord fixes a wagon, The wagon's fixed. Let's go to verse 7. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Go on, verse 8. Dare we take the step of faith. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath and do not fret. It leads only to evil. We're going to go through the whole thing. 
For those who are evil will be destroyed. But those who hope, oh, my, my, my. That's me. I'm going to inherit the land. Come on, lift your hands and say, I hope in God. And as a result, I'm inheriting the land. Come on, say it. I hope in God, and therefore I am inheriting the land. Ah, say it again. I hope in God, and therefore I am inheriting the land. Because after all, we're blessed, and we will multiply. That's the spirit. Is that another verse there? Wave at me when we're on the last one. Verse 10. A little while, and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. But the meek, the meek, I always thought meek was like a sissy. But that's not what that word means. You know what meekness is? A, here's a picture of meekness. A meekness is like a lion, the king of the jungle, walking through the jungle. He's just walking, though. Wait, 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 we'll get we'll get the Cleveland meek. You ready? <laughs> meek meekness is you have power to wipe everybody out, but you're you're walking in humility. Maybe that wouldn't be that would maybe that wouldn't be Cleveland meek. The meek will inherit the uh, the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and. Prosperity is having what God says you can have, being whom God says you can be, doing what God says you can do. Listen, you can pray these things. You can take Psalm 37 and pray it. Lord, thank you. Help me to walk in meekness. And as a result of that, Lord, help, re release the inheritance of land to me with peace and prosperity. Thank you. Thank you that I'll walk in humility by your grace, by your word. You're going to lead me. You're going to guide me. And as a result, God, you're going to release all the land, and you're going to give me peace and prosperity. Emotionally, physically, financially, you're going to give me the blessing of God. Thank you. Go to verse 12. Pray the word, people. Pray the word. Yeah, because he doesn't stand over your words to see him come to pass. He stands over his. The wicked plot, that was good place to say amen. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them. But the Lord laughs at the wicked for he knows their day is coming. Go on, verse 14. The wicked draw the sword and bend the bow and bring down the poor and the needy to slay those whose ways are upright. But their swords will pierce their own hearts, oh my, and their bows will be broken. My, my, better a little that the righteous have than the wealth of many wicked. For the power of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. Is that it? Wow. Lift your hands to heaven. Father, thank you. You distinguish a difference between wicked and righteous. Lord, and we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's, we've been imputed to by you and your death, your resurrection. We've received your imputed righteousness. And I pray now, God, that that imputed righteousness, the righteousness that you give us that we couldn't earn, would work out in the fabric of our lives to be truly righteous in everything we do, the way we tip, the way we drive. Lord, help us all. 
the way we talk, the way we walk, that we would be true representatives of you and that you would release your blessing. Ushers, would you come? We're going to go ahead and receive the tithe. Come on, trust in the Lord. To trust, I, I read this definition a long time ago. Trust in the Lord. That means to drop, fling yourself off a cliff into his arms. I like that. Trust in him. He's a way maker. He brings streams in the desert. Hey. Hey. He brings streams in the desert. He makes a wilderness a pool. Woo. Makes a wilderness a pool. He's my God. An ever-present help in time of trouble. I will trust in the name of the Lord my God. He's a strong tower, a sun and shield. Yes, I will trust in the name of the Lord my God. For my wife, my babies. Oh, I'll trust in the name of the Lord my God. He's a sun and shield. Sun and shield. Sometimes I forget him in church. Mm, I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Now I see. Now I see. Now I see. Save me, he saved me. Yeah. Come on, brother Toby, sing, sing, sing something. I'll take the next line if you want. For he saved me, he saved me. Yes, he saved me. Oh, I was broken and disgusted. Addicted and afflicted, and he saved me. He saved me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll trust in him. I'll trust in him. Oh, I trust. I'll Ten. trust in him. <laughs> Did we pray yet? Keep Lord, I trust in you. Ushers. Oh, Everything I have, I trust in you. Everything I have, I bring to you. Come on, cause you deserve it. You deserve it. Everything I have, I give to you. I give to you, Lord. Sing everything I have, I give to you. Everything I have, I give to you. Come on, stand up on your feet. Everything I have, I give to you. Because you deserve it. Because you deserve it. Come on. You deserve it. Everything I have, I give to you. 
on, sing it again one more time. Brother Everything Tony. I have, I give to you. Everything I have, I give to you. Everything I have, I give to you. So it all came from you anyway, like David said. Everything I have, I give to you. Everything I have, I give to you. Everything I have, I give to you. You know something? It, we're going to get in Matthew 15 in just a second. But, but I just, you know, I just want to say thank you to the Scott family. You guys have served valiantly. Time is blurred. Y'all in church as much as I am. Came here, started cleaning, and from day one, y'all, where's the vacuum, Pastor? I'm like, I almost fell out. I'm like, what? And it's a joy to do ministry year in, year out, year in, year out with, with you all the challenges working it all out loving each other like family and uh, God's anointing really is on you and it's growing week by week week by week I, anybody else know what I'm talking about it's like week by week just an increase and uh, I just love your heart for the Lord and, and for this house and for me I'm grateful to you it's nothing like doing ministry with listen we, we, we're not hirelings we didn't come here for some job. Never did. We're here to serve and worship Him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. We're here for a harvest. It's exciting, isn't it? Everything I have, I give to you. Won't you say that? Everything I have, I give to you. Come on, brother, tell me, and then do that woo-woo thing you do. Yeah, come on. Everything I have, I give to you. Oh, 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 oh. Everything I have, I give to you. Do it again, do it again. Oh, joy. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, my precious brother. The whole worship team appreciate all of you. You work so hard. Matthew chapter 15, hold on. I have something to say from the word. I'm going to help you. And uh, as soon as I get to Matthew chapter 15, I'll be reading it to you. I'm going to read from the New International Version which is mostly a good version. There are some versions that are, and I said mostly good, they changed it. So 1984 is really the last really good New International Version. And they, they just began to change some of the things, uh, like changing the name, name of the Lord in different places. And um, 
Yeah, so you want to, if you have a New World Translation, that would be worthy of burning. Just saying. There are some bad translations. New, new World Translation, if you want to Google it later. Okay. All right. I can't leave you hanging. It's Jehovah's Witness Bible, but it's not the Bible because they changed so much of it to line up with their doctrine. And if that's offensive, I'm, I'm, I know I say things sometimes flip, and it can be offensive. But if you're offended right now, listen to the message I'm about to preach. Matthew chapter 15, <laughs> verse 21. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to a region of Tyre and Sidon, a Canaanite woman from that vicinity came in and cried out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed. Boy, isn't that the same day we're living it? Demon-possessed. Children, Jesus, and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer her a word. I want you to say that. Jesus did not answer her a word. That would be ignored by God. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away. She keeps crying out. She's really irritating. Verse 24. That's the Bracken Amplified version. And he answered, I was sent, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel, the woman came and knelt before him, and Lord, help me, she said. And he replied, it is not right to take the children's bread. I want you to say children's bread. Children's bread. And toss it to the dogs. No, you didn't. Yes, he did. He called her a dog. Verse 27. Yes, she said, that even the dogs eat from the crumbs and fall from their master's table. And Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Father, move in power. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for what you're going to do. Let the gifts of the Spirit flow with great liberality today, tonight. May we be forever changed. We thank you. Would you lay hands on your own heart? Pray in the Spirit if you have that freedom. Release all that's in your heart. And smite the assignment of offense. Disable of offense that's trying to cause people to be derailed and even abort their destiny. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion, but honestly, he's toothless to those who are under the mighty hand of God. Submit to his ways and live for him. You don't have to be afraid of the devil. Seven sons of Sceva went to cast out a devil like the disciples were doing, like Jesus is doing, like Jesus did. Seven sons of Sceva show up, and the demon says, hey, Jesus we know, Paul we heard about, who are you? Now that is a, a power-packed sentence from a devil. You can't always listen to, don't listen to devils, mostly they lie. But that particular statement is true. There was a whole philosophy of demonology, if you will, and deliverance where you had to get the name of the devil to cast it out. Can I tell you something? Even if you were to get the name, it might be lying. It doesn't matter. The name of Jesus is stronger than whatever his stinking name is, and you just drive him out. Come on, someone. Well, I need to know your name so I can have a, You have authority because of the blood, because of the name of Jesus. You drive out demon power forcefully as a child of God, as an aspect of the kingdom. You don't have to have some trick in it. If you have sin in your life, I would highly suggest you don't do that. Because you, you too, will have a name change to Skiva. 
You'll be the eighth son of Sceva. Yep, running around like a streaker. They were the first streakers. And you remember the streakers? Anybody? Anybody remember streakers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all over 50 as well. Amen. That guy, those crazy people running around at the, at the Super Bowl and stuff. The seven sons of Sceva, the first one, because they, they left naked and bleeding. The, one demon ripped all the clothes off of, yeah, it's in the book of Acts. Anyway, you don't want to be the eighth and ninth son of Sceva. But at the same time, you need to know Jesus. The devil has schemes. He has strategies that he endeavors to use. The apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 2, verse 11, we are not ignorant. Some people are ignorant. I certainly have been. But he says we're not ignorant of the devil's schemes. 2 Corinthians 2 and 11. But I've found in my life that there are times where I have been ignorant and have suffered as a result of it. So I'm going to diffuse and expose and give you some tools to disable one of the main weapons that the devil uses to drive people out of destiny and purpose to destroy churches, to destroy prophetic callings and, and, and destiny. And it's, it's offense. It's, it's not the fence in front of your yard. Offense. To be offended. Anger and resentment, hurt or displeasure, something that causes displeasure, anger, humiliation, resentment, or hurt. Wow. One of the most effective weapons that the devil uses is offense. All right, so how do you respond when you're offended? I had the opportunity to get offended just recently. Um, every week I have the opportunity. In fact, I, I could probably say every, every day. I don't think that's a stretch. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, every day you pretty much have an opportunity to get offended, right? I mean, like, for real offended. I went to help somebody recently, and, um, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a very intense moment. Tried to reach out pastorally and bring comfort, and they shirked back from me. Don't touch me! I was like, I'm going to minister to you actually right now. I mean, does anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, I didn't do that. But my immediate response is, all right. And I was like, oh, uh, I can be offended. Has anybody ever had that happen? I remember I was in Hawaii. I was catching a plane. And um, I went up to uh, the counter, the ticket counter. And in Hawaii, affectionately, older ladies are called auntie. So there's a language called pigeon. Anybody ever heard of this before? So I speak some pigeon. So I went to the front, and uh, I was being kind and with what they call aloha. And I said, oh, how's it, auntie? She says, I'm not your auntie. I thought, okay. Well, never mind then. I just went all mainland howly right then, right after that. I, I, I didn't, but I, but I had an opportunity to be. What is, your, what is your response when you get your feelings hurt, when you are discouraged, when you go through something? You and I have uh, both seen over and over people full of destiny and purpose. I've seen them come into this church and get their lives touched and changed. And then because of something that happens, they, it causes them to never come back. Maybe, maybe it's something someone said to them. Years ago, we had a, a showing of a surf movie in the islands and all these surfers. I mean, we reached hundreds and hundreds of surfers were coming in. 
and they're all wearing hats. But, you know, old school style that my dad taught me, I'm still a little bit uncomfortable wearing a hat. I, I wear hats all the time. I've been trying to break it just a little bit. But if I get in the presence of, if I get in the presence of someone that's older, this might offend you, me wearing a hat right now. And my dad taught me, you don't ever wear a hat inside. My mama taught me, you don't wear a hat inside. So even now, it's acceptable in the culture to wear hats inside. But even now, for me to wear a hat right now, I just feel just a little bit, it's just a little bit off. Honestly, I wear a hat inside more now to keep my head warm, which is kind of unusual. <laughs> so these like, surfers are coming in, and all the ushers were like, take your hat off, take, hey, ah, take your hat off, take your hat off. And people were leaving like, what? I didn't have taken a shower in three days. They're thinking, I'm not going to let anybody see my nasty hair. Or whatever they were thinking, but they were offended, and they left. Oftentimes, we don't really know when we're offending somebody. Some people are offended like when they came out the womb, they were offended. They just have like a spirit of offense. No, and I think it can be a generational thing. How many of you know what I'm talking about? It can be like they're easily offended like all the time. You're like, I saw the way you looked at me when you were on the other side of the church. You looked at me. I saw that. I saw with that angry face. I know you don't like me. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? What are you looking at? Some become offended because they're carrying hurt. And I will, I, I'm just going to break this down a little bit, then we'll look at the text. Some, some are offended because, they, because really inside they're hurt. A spirit of rejection ties right into that. People that have been re rejected over and over. Uh, rejection can even happen in the womb. So, you know, when you're carrying a child, ladies, you're carrying a child, you speak life over that child. You know, and if you don't know it's a boy or a girl, then you just wait till you know. Don't say, oh, I hope it's a boy, I hope it's a boy, I hope it's a boy, and then you get a girl. He's hearing every, she, she would be hearing everything you're saying and feeling. That's a human being in there. So even if you're surprised and you have a baby, you get surprised, get happy because you ain't going to have an abortion as a believer. So just like, oh, oh, thank you, Jesus. And then just shift your gear, speak life. Because rejection many times happen in the womb. And, and we've had, I've counseled many, many, many people, my wife and I, that have been through tremendous rejection because their parents didn't want them or they were going to be aborted. And they, and they ended up coming into the world, but they were never really happy. Children are supposed to be seen and not heard. All that nonsense. That's a bunch of bunk. But there's all kinds of other hurts. You know, divorce hurts. A lot of divorce. A lot of people have been through divorce and are hurt by that. A lot of people have been rejected by their moms, by their fathers. There's fatherless homes all over. I found, I found uh, as I became a pastor that I entered into an arena now as a spiritual father, and I have had more people hate me, and I'm not using hate as like a, just a general word. More people hate me because I represent a father to them. They're offended. They're offended at Authority. They're offended because of their, their father. They're offended maybe because of their mother or a teacher and so on and so forth. Sometimes truth, even spoken in love, offends people. Jesus offended people on a regular basis. I, I enjoy offending religious spirits. I enjoy offending um, tradition that keeps people bound. I, I take sucker punches at it on a regular basis. That's when I get like a little snarky, if that's the right word. I just, you know, I say things like religion and tradition are the two twin sisters from hell, you know. And uh, I, I try to offend uh, 
mindsets that'll keep people in bondage. Because, because bondage, religion never helped anybody. It's relationship, right? It's relationship with the one who made you. It's not following a bunch of rules and regulations so you could get his love. You have his love already. Legalism does the same thing an on-fire, loving God believer would do, but it does it for all the wrong reasons. Legalism, legalism fasts, legalism prays, legalism tithes, legalism goes to church as much as it can. Those who are legalistic in their, mind, in their mindsets, but they do it so they could earn favor, so they could earn more of his love, so they could earn more, more, more. It's a, it's a performance orientation, legalism. And it's also a demon spirit. It can be. I said it can be. It doesn't mean it always is. It can be. An on-fire believer loving God in the way that it's responding to what he's already done. Like, he loves you and you know it, and as a result, it's like, can I do anything for you? Everything I have, I give to you. That's the heart of a believer. To be like a living sacrifice because you have a revelation of how much he loves you. Years ago, I drove a 1969 Pontiac Le Mans with a big block V8 in it. And I used to work in a place called Lahaina. And when I would get off of work, I would take, I had a picture of Karen on my dashboard of my car. And I would take that and I would put it right over the speedometer. Like I, I was being sanctified. I wasn't sanctified yet. And I would drive as hard and as fast as I could on that road from Lahaina. Don't listen, Mom. And I, as hard and fast as I could, doing like four-wheel drifts around corners where, where if you blow it, you're going into the ocean. And I was just could not wait to see her. I was like, yes, woo, yeah, woo, woo, come on. That's how your walk with Jesus should be. It should be that you're so in love with God, you're just like, woo, woo, now step on it, passion. Ah! There's like three people can relate. What, 15 ways to increase your growth hormone? Come on, God can help you. Passion. Dr. David will teach that maybe next week, huh, doctor? <laughs> Sometimes truth spoken can even offend people. Jesus' words offended people. If you go to John 6 and, and 61, Jesus said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you'll have no part of me. Well, on that day, uh, a lot of people were offended. I mean, that's like, what? This is creepy. I'm leaving. But I love what the disciples said. Peter says, where, where are we going to go? You alone have the words of eternal life. Sometimes, you know, the meat of the word, the meat of the word that is with that which hits you and convicts you to change. When, when it challenges you to move into a greater level of Christ-likeness, greater level of devotion, convicts you of sin. That's the meat of the word. Jesus went out of his way not to offend as well, as seen in the case of Peter catching a fish. In Matthew 17, how many of you know that, that, that story? Matthew 17, it's tax time. They tried to catch Jesus. and Anyway, he sends Peter to go fishing. 
And he says, pay the temple tax. Let me read it to you. Matthew 17, 24. And when he had come to Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, does your teacher not pay temple tax? Verse 25. He said, yes. And when they had come into the house, Jesus anticipated them saying, what do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes from their sons or from strangers? Peter said to him, from strangers. This is a heavy text. Jesus said to him, then the sons are free. Nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, take out a fish that comes up first. When you've opened its mouth, you'll find a piece of money. Take that and give it to him, to them, for me and for you. So basically, Jesus is telling him, you can pound sand with your taxes, but we don't want to offend them right now. So um, we're going to go ahead and pay it, is what he's saying. So, so he avoided offense, too. The Apostle Paul says to be sensitive in 1 Corinthians 8 and 9, beware, but beware lest somehow this liberty... I'm being convicted right now. This liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. It's so important to meet people where they are and to be sensitive to them. You, you, listen, God doesn't want you to just be raw and mean-spirited so you offend everybody. Come on, Jesus was, was meek and lowly. I mean, just think about God, meek and lowly. Meek and lowly? Meek and lowly. Humble. That word there, stumbling block, is uh, the root word is scandalon. I've taught you that before. It's the stick that holds a trap open. Don't be a trap to people. And offense can be a, a stumbling to you. It can be an, a trap to you, like a trap closing in on you. And I'm just going to tell you before we get to the text and break it down, if you get offended, you had best get over it in a big hurry because I'll tell you what the problem will be. The problem will be your life. Not the other person. It's you. You are the one. If you're offended, you will be suspended. And moving forward, your prayers will be hindered. Bitterness can begin to take root and cause defilement. As it says in Hebrews, spring up and defile many. The person that I reached out to help who jerked their arm back and said, don't touch me, was clearly offended. So much so that we really, really couldn't do anything about it. Well, that's not true. We're praying. Prayer, praying does it. Has it come to prayer now that we, we can, all we can do is pray? <laughs> that should be the first thing you do. Right. When you pray, prayer has power. Lord, I pray healing, blessing on them in Jesus' name. Set them free from the bondage of offense. You got to ask God to reveal how we affect others. This is really good for some of you, all of us, I should say. Ask God how, how to, to reveal how we affect others. How do you affect people? Be open to hearing from God. Take action to get everything out of your life that offends. The Lord speaks to me and uh, by the, the word and the Holy Spirit, and then the Lord uses my wife a lot and, and my children and, and my staff and those who are close to me. Um, I don't listen to everything people have to say. I don't spend much time. Listen. If you spend 10 minutes 
on Facebook trying to argue something with somebody who's divisive and argumentative. You've, you've, if you don't get through in two minutes, you've wasted eight. Just forget it. And don't answer a fool in his folly. And so I, I don't spend a lot of time on, on all of that. Go where you're celebrated. Listen, this is going to help you. Go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. You go where you're just tolerated, then that, that is a painful walk. Anyway, I have a tendency to be a little intense uh, at home. I'm, I'm, you know, intense. And, uh, and, and my, my daughter and my son have said, dramatic. And honestly, oh, I suppose there's times where I'm trying to be dramatic. But honestly, that's like, that's just who I am. I'm just like that. You get to know me. I'm this way in church, at a church. But that intensity can really offend people. I remember when I first started prophesying, uh, I, I would have this word of, you know, healing for someone. And uh, I'd come over to them, you know, and give them a word. You know, I've been ready to really some healing, tender word from the Lord. Except I was so wound. I was wound. I'm wound tight. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? This clock is wound. Yeah, so I'd go to give the word. The Lord says he's going to touch you. He's going to And all the other clocks that are wound tight were like, yes. You know, but that's not exactly it. That's not, you know, the Lord wanted to help me with that. You okay, Minister Heidi? Ask God to show you where you're, offend, where you're bringing offense. Ask him. Ask God to show you. You know, maybe you're frustrated all the time. Maybe you're angry all the time. You need to get healed. Ask God to show you, is there anything in my life? Go ahead and ask him right now. Is there anything in my life, Lord, that offends? Am I doing anything that is offending people that you want me to change? Like I said, some people come out the womb, they're offended. So there's some people, there's nothing you can do because they have a spirit of offense and a, and a spirit of rejection, and they're going to have to work that out. So they're going to be angry at you no matter what. They need healing. But there's things that we can do, like me and my being intense. Lord, show me. Is there anything I need to change? And then just be open to letting God reveal that to you. All right, let's get into this text. How, do you, how to disable offense. I've preached on this text dozens of times. But in, in fact, I was almost offended this morning. I was driving to morning prayer. My wife really helped me afterwards. I was driving to morning prayer, and I was behind. I was coming up to a bus. It was a bus with its yellow blinkers on. I'm like, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it. And then they go red, so I'm not going to make it. I'm... I'm two cars back. How many of you know you're not supposed to pass a bus that has red flashing lights, right? Okay, so the bus is flashing, and, and the, all the high school students are getting on. and, they're, and they're getting, So if you get on and a few are waiting, I don't know what's going on. And, and the, the bus driver sits there with the red lights on. Now, I want to get to prayer. So I, I, I felt like I waited 10 minutes. It's probably 30 seconds, right? So wound tight. Okay. I, it, was, it, was, it was a minute and a half, at least, with no kids getting on the bus, nothing happening. And then what happens is, as I'm like, really? Dude, I'm like, okay, calm down. Thank you, Jesus. Divine appointment. It's a divine appointment. It's a divine appointment. How many of you know what? I, I, I've done that before, just to like, just chill. Chill. 
I just, it's okay. (laughs) Chill, right? Okay. As I'm chilling, my chill was radically changed when I saw a young, you know, I want to say 10th, 11th grader maybe, sloughing his feet. There had to be 15 cars behind the bus and 15 cars behind me as Mr. Sluffer came. And like it might have been slower than that. And I grabbed the handle of my door. And I, I went to open my truck door and I'm like, no, you can't do that. Because I wanted to get out and say, hey, move it, bro. Move it. You're holding up 60 people because you walk slow. Really selfish. That's what I wanted to say. I wanted to say that. And as a result, I'm like, man. I told my wife about it, and she says, oh, you know, who knows what that boy's going through? <laughs> you know, maybe, his, maybe there's violence in the home, or his father has left. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, I'm a jerk. <laughs> you know why? Because part of me, I'm being honest now, After all, I'm a Christian, and liars go to hell. Come on, somebody say amen. Okay, because part of me is offended at an aspect of this new generation that is flat-out lazy. And I think I got that from my dad or my mom. They both have great work ethics. So, I mean, if somebody can't work, I mean, it's just like instantly, I, I know, I know. You pray for me. You all are perfect. I'm sure walked on water today. Yeah. No, but there's aspects in my life. When, when I see somebody that cannot work, can't keep their word, and they, don't, they can't, like, can't work, then I just go, well, you're out. How many of you know that's not right? Because to quote Pastor Karen, we all need healing. And the only reason people don't work or can't move you know, and, and really my, my attitude is a selfish one too because I wanted to get to, we all got a problem with self. Bump your neighbor and say, he's talking to you right now. He's talking. <laughs> How to disable offense. How to disable offense. The Syrophoenician woman could have taken offense, but very simply, she chose not to. So, I mean... I hate to say it real simple, but it's true. You have to choose to not be offended. Everybody say, I will. I will choose to not be offended. Say it again. I will. Because when you get offended, you will derail yourself from your destiny. You have to let it go. How dare they? He gave me the single finger salute. He cut me off, and I know it's because... I'm not looking at you. He cut me off because because I had a Christian bumper sticker. They knew I went to Kings and they cut me off. I was next in line. How dare that? (laughs) Making up all kinds of stuff in your mind about, can you believe her? I can't believe her. I've seen her. She's been hoeing around with Mickey. I know. I know. Whatever that means. 
That's a garden implement. A hoe is it? How many of you getting your gardens ready? Amen. How many of you got tomato plants? Come on. What you guys have never? What's wrong with you, oh, people? Hey, shut up over there. All right. Don't be offended. I might say a few more things to test you. Everybody say, I will not be offended. She chose not to. Jesus ignored her pastor. Can you imagine Pastor Vince? We're pastoring, helping lots of folks, praise God. Great team of people. Can you imagine if somebody asked you and you're just like, they go to ask you a question. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Would you please help my daughter? She's demonized. And the pastor goes, He ignores her altogether, doesn't say one word. Has that ever happened to you? You talk to somebody and they're like, you know they heard you. You, said, you know what that when, when that don't you don't want to do that to me because you know what I do? I just go louder. Hey, how you doing? And they keep on. Hi. Hi. Hello. And then it's just like, I mean, if you don't turn around then, it's just like for real, you need healing. But I've made a choice. Not to be offended. Jesus rejected her. She's rejected by the disciples, verse 23. I mean, they're like, I don't know. They, they, it just, to me, it reads all irritated. Sometimes it's hard to tell tone, just like in text. Don't ever have heavy, con some of you were offended over a text. You need to set yourself free. Amen. All right, Jesus answered her not a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away. She keeps crying out after us. So she let me go away after she's offended, after, she, after Pastor Jesus rejects her and says nothing. Then she's like, no, really, really. And she's going, he's, she's going after disciples. And they're so irritated, they don't want to have anything to do with her. So she's rejected by Jesus. And really, it's like a rejection from God. So let's just get that straight. Oh, I feel something stirring in my spirit right now. Okay, all right. People are offended at God for what he does and what he doesn't do. Let me just, let me just help you, if you're new here, let me, let me tell you for the first time, if you're, if you're here for any length of time, this will be a reminder to you. You are the clay. He is the potter. He's the Lord, and you have to trust his leadership. So when it doesn't pan out the way that you would have hoped, trust him. Trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. I've had plenty of opportunity to be offended at God. I've, st I've stopped it long ago. We've decided that he's God. I'm not. We're not. Let's just trust him. But she chose to not be offended. It could have been interpreted in verse 26 that Jesus called her a dog. No, really. Jews thought of Gentiles as dogs. So when Jesus says, actually, it's the thing's pregnant with revelation, it really is. Jesus answered, and water was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. One of them came and knelt, Lord, help me, she said. Verse 20, 
six or eight, if the font was bigger, I could tell you. It's 26. He replied, it is not right, pay close attention to this. It is not right to take the children's bread. So what is Jesus, I mean, he's, he's really, he's like giving her a parable. So what is she asking for? Anybody. She's asking for deliverance. She's asking for healing. She's asking for her child to be healed. And he says, I can't do it for you because that's children's bread. So let me just stop. He's talking about covenant privileges that to as many as believed in him, he gave them the right to become children of God, right? So here's the thing. To understand what he's saying, he said that healing and deliverance for those who are in covenant. Now at this time, the Holy Spirit's not been poured out. He's not been crucified. He's not been resurrected. And the time of the Gentiles had not yet come. It's just the, the church now around Jesus and in the early church before the Gentiles, they're all Jews. They're all Jews, by and large. So when he says, it's not right to give children's bread, let's stop and say, what is... What is children? A lost, there's been a lost understanding that we have a covenant right to healing. It's yours as a child. It's part of the kingdom of God. I got so irritated when I heard that someone was teaching recently in our region that healing is not in the atonement. I don't know what Bible they're reading. I mean, do you actually, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. Such, such as I have. So what, what, did he bust out a, a thing of Oxycontin and hook the boy up so his joints didn't hurt anymore? Wait, excuse me. Just take three of these and uh, we'll hope it's better. But that, that's what's happening all across America is instead of in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. We have power and authority. Healing belongs to covenant. The covenant people of God has been purchased at the cross. It's part of the kingdom. You need to stand on it. And it just it irritates me because it keeps people in bondage. He calls her a dog, but it's also We'd be well to note that healing is the children's bread. You need healing, just lift your hands right now. Lord, release your healing touch. Oh, last Wednesday we got a great miracle. Amen. Let's go for that again. Amen. Lay that, this is, it worked before, let's try it again. Lay that hand on the, afflict, on the affected part of your body. Lay your hand on whatever needs healing. I see somebody back there. <laughs> Heal my thinking. That's a good one. Amen. Lay that hand on the part of your body that needs healing. Father, in the name of Jesus, we as your children, adopted through the precious blood of Christ, stand upon the finished work now, and we pray, release children's bread. Release healing. Release deliverance. Release freedom. I bind demon power, a spirit of infirmity, a spirit of confusion. Interesting. A spirit of insanity. I take authority over it now, and I command your power to be rendered now null and void according to the covenant rights we have as believers. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be free. In the name of Jesus, addiction, go. In the name of Jesus, 
Suicidal thoughts be broken, spirit of suicide go. A spirit of insanity and confusion go. Right now, in Jesus' name, be healed, be made whole. Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? Amen. So, back to the main text of offense. She could have been offended at that because he was, she was called a dog, but she chose not to. She was, going, she was not going to allow offense to rob her of pursuing Jesus and her goal of a miracle for her kid. Don't allow offense to derail you. Don't allow for offense to get you up and out of the plan of God. Just forgive people. And, and do, do Matthew 15, 18. You know, when, when something happens, it's off or it needs to be spoken to. You need to speak to somebody because they did something or maybe it's perceived that they did something. Just ask if we're okay. Or you know, say, you know what, when you, when you punched me in the face, I was offended by that. <laughs> you want to stand at arm, arm's distance. Or whatever the situation is. Your passion for God has got to be, man, this is a good tweet right here. Your passion for God has got to be greater than your offense. Allow for the passion of God in your heart to be greater than anything else. We do our best here to love on you and help you to grow in the things of God. I grieve at times when I say things in a flippant way that might hurt your feelings unnecessarily. It's certainly, charge it to my head. I learned this from y'all, thanks. Charge it to my head, not by heart. And I'm still growing up, and y'all have to keep me in prayer. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm beginning to grow up in the Lord. I'm thankful for that. You should have seen when I was younger. It was way rougher. Way rough. Way you're like, oh my gosh, I'm glad I wasn't in your church then. I know, right? <laughs> Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Jesus, give us passion. Give us passion for the kingdom. That that passion would stir in us the most holy emotions. And there's not one thing a man could do to snuff it out. Not one thing any man, any woman, any child, any circumstances could do. To derail us, release passion far greater than any temporal circumstances. In Jesus' name, Amen. She understood God, the, the goodness of God, and I, I think that we need to do the same. Woman, you have great faith, he said to her. Woman, you have great faith. You know, one of the things that uh, turn to Psalm one hundred nineteen, one Psalm nineteen, verse. 165. Psalm 119, verse 165. Longest chapter in all of Scripture. I heard an old-time preacher say to me, Son, if you ever backslide, what you want to do is you want to memorize Psalm 119, just the whole thing. Just memorize the whole thing. 
and then go get re-baptized in water. And while they're holding you under, you make sure they hold you under till you're done quoting Psalm 119. And after that, you'll never have one more backslide the rest of your life. And I thought, okay, okay. And I looked at Psalm 119. It's like, it's like 10 pages long. You'd go straight to heaven. That's why you're going to backslide because you drowned. Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. That's the word offense again. Nothing can make them offended. You see, when your love for God grows and is in, is in, in, in a healthy condition, a passion for God and His Word, it doesn't matter what anybody does to you. You get over it. Are you telling me I can't be hurt? You can't be hurt? Oh, no, no, we could be hurt. I'll be, I could be hurt, you know. Take about 60 seconds to get over it. Listen, you, could, you don't live according to your emotions. We learned that long ago. Don't live according to your Live according to truth. And those that are closest to you can hurt the deepest. Some things might take a couple days, but, I mean, you just make an act of a statement of forgiveness. You keep forgiving them. Sometimes, listen, heavy things you need to forgive and let them go like every 30 seconds. Do I need to give illustration about that? We've got children here. Things that happen in the home. I'll veil it. It's veiled. Things that happen in the home that should never happen to children happen to you when you're growing into your home. That kind of offense, that kind of wounding. You have to forgive. You have to let that go. Jesus was crucified for that crime that was brought against you. And maybe, maybe you were the perpetrator, so you could never forgive yourself. Truth is, it was probably passed down to you first. Well, you have to forgive yourself, and you forgive yourself on the basis of someone died in your place so you don't have to. His name is Jesus. And you let it go. You get out of the offense, and you've got to get healed. You answer altar calls. You have people pray for you. You get counsel. Many times, the, the, the counseling, the answer to the challenge you're in is in the service. In our services. We have like eight of them a week. I don't know, how many is that? Six, including transformations. Well, you could go to Eagle River on Tuesday, catch church over there. Eagle River's blowing up, blowing up, power God. Amen. You can catch church, you can catch church every night. Yeah, life groups on Monday night, Tuesday night transformation, or you could go to Eagle River. Wednesday night, you come here. Thursday night, more life groups, dance teams. Friday night, many times there's prayers, life groups. Saturday, there's classes, worship practice. And, and Sunday, we get to do it all over again. We call it Super Sunday. Let the passion in your life for God be far greater than any offense that could ever on your, come your way. She understood the, the goodness of God. Do you? Do you understand God's goodness? I'm not sure I do, but, but I'm beginning to. Oh, he's good. He's a good, good father. He is. He's a good, good father. She understood his goodness, and so she, she pressed in, persevered. 
one more thing before we get to the last point of her receiving her miracle. Um, one of the things that's been tricky in this assignment from the enemy for me is um, I'm, a, I'm a faithful man. I'm faithful. So I love my friends. I love my family. I love my family. I love my friends very deeply. My leaders, I love, I love them deeply. I, I love you deeply. And there's all different levels of getting to know people as those who labor among you. And I pray that we would have time. I want to hear all your stories. I'm trying. And when someone close to you is offended by another, I have picked up the offense of the one that's been close to me. So in other words, it didn't happen to me. How many of you know something happens? Something happens to you. Someone offends my wife. I can easily get offended. In other words, I wasn't there. I didn't see it. But I hear what she says, and I could easily get offended at someone. Does that make sense? Someone does something. A close friend of yours does something, and then you believe that thing. And all, you know, how many of you know there's five sides to every story? Like, at least. As soon as you practice this, the next unbelievable injustice you hear, just pump your brakes. You have to be over 50 for that. Also, pumping your brakes. All right. Just, just press your, pump your brakes a little bit and here, just before you come off and pull your dagger out, you know, and, and get on Facebook, blow up somebody. There's five sides. Forget two. There's like five. And then there's people's perceptions. But I've picked up other people's offenses and then found out that the one I was close to that I got offended because of what happened to them, they were wrong. And there I was, all bent and bowed up at someone else when actually the person that was close to me was the one that had gotten offended and perceived it incorrectly, and I took on their offense and the defilement. Whoa. She received her miracle. You know what that means? That means her, her daughter was set free. If you're offended, you'll be suspended. You have to disable offense. Disable it. Don't ever. Marita, as I see you back there, I'm remembering what the Lord told you. Feel like helping me preach? Come on. We got a, we got a minute or two. I have to say that because I know you could just run away and preach the whole service down. So you shared something with me a while back that has been, it was like revelation to you about offense, right? So basically every time I ever have left church or walked away from anybody that has been family and good for me, it's because I got offended every single time. And... So this time, when I gave my life back to the Lord a few years ago, I decided two things. That I would choose him every time, and that I would never be offended. That I didn't care what people said or did or anything. And the Lord has honored that. There was one time when you... <laughs> you 
I told you. I already told you this. But I was up, you know, every once in a while he'll be like, sing something prophetic, and then you try, and, you know, sometimes you miss it. And you, I was not quite in the vein you were in. And you switched to something else, and immediately my heart went, wait a minute. But as quickly as that, because I've chosen over and over and over that I would not be offended, I said to the Lord, I know I do not, I will not let anything come. No wedge will divide me and my pastor. Nothing will come between us. And you turned around and you said, you have held yourself above offense and gave me one of the greatest like prophetic words I ever got. And I was like... Yeah, like, no joke, like, the Lord, he was like, yes, you know, and it's a choice. It's a choice. The most amazing things can happen to us, but we have to choose to renew our mind. We have to choose to not be offended. You, you just have to keep choosing the Lord every, every moment, every little thing, and he stands there like this with his arms out on each side of you and all you got to do is just stay close enough so that that you stay right in there (laughs) yeah so i i have to brag on you and say that since that time that you had that revelation and um sorry about all the opportunities i gave you to test it (laughs) but since that time we as a congregation have watched you grow in amazing leaps and bounds in the Lord and your gifting. You're like a, a, a uh, Instagram sensation, your business, everything. I mean, everything you're touching, it's like everything you touch blooms and blossoms, and it's not an accident. I mean, if you could just take your, your life as a case study on a fence and look where you said, I will not do that anymore. It's like straight graph goes straight up, and it's not going to ever stop as you continue to do that. Thank you. Come on, put your hands together for our sister. How awesome. Stand up on your feet all across this place. Lift your hands into the heavens and call on his name because that's where, that's where your help comes from. Oh, thank you. Marita, you want to come and sing prophetically? <laughs> I love you. You're awesome. Okay. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands to Jesus. I will not be offended. Come on, say it. I will not be offended. I choose not to. Like, yeah, Pastor, but that thing really hurts. I get it. You need healing. If you need healing from something that happened in your home when you were a child, when you were a young adult, last week or yesterday, you need healing from that wounds sticks and stones will break my bones a name will never hurt me not true absolutely positively not true names can bring curses names can put uh can put a false identity on you and you need to peel those things off to understand who you are you're a child of the living god if you've received jesus christ as your lord and savior and if you haven't i'm going to give you an opportunity before we close but if that's you you need healing step out from where you are you're going to let that thing go you're going to let go of that offense some of you are going to get back on the back on track tonight Going to get back on track tonight, back in, the, back in the saddle, back into destiny. Come on, there's more. Just come, 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 come. Just before the Lord, you start talking to him. Ask God to help you to let it go. Offended at mom, offended at dad, offended at your auntie, offended at your auntie. 
offended at your uncle, offended at your cousin, your, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, offended. Offended at your kids. I've had that happen. You can't let offense get you. Come on, just begin to let that go. You talk to God right now. You, you confess that thing and ask Him to heal you. on talk to Jesus just release that put it under the blood Lord we let it go we forgive that one come on tell it right out right by name right out I forgive and then tell, tell the name I forgive John I forgive I forgive James I forgive come on forgive him forgive him right out loud put it under the blood let it go I choose not to be offended I forgive that pastor some of you hold offenses towards pastors and yeah maybe they didn't do the right thing you got to forgive him. We're all, you know, we're all kind of fallen human nature. We endeavor to live by the Spirit. Just forgive. Naaman was a great man. Came to Israel by the word of a slave girl who they had taken captive. To see the prophet to be healed of his leprosy. A great man he was, but he was leprous. He goes to see the prophet, and Gehazi, the, the hand washer, the, the servant of the prophet, answers the door and says to Naaman, who's there with all his pomp and regalia and all of the, the men and that were dispatched with them. I mean, an entourage, a huge entourage outside the door of the prophet's house. The prophet doesn't get off his chair, doesn't even get up, and he sends his helper, Gehazi, to give the message. Yeah, just go dip in the Jordan seven times, and then uh, you'll be clean. Thanks. Anything else? Okay. Shuts the door, and Naaman is offended. Because he had in his mind that the miracle healing was going to come. And it says, I thought he'd wave his hand over that place. I thought he would do this and that. And one of the captains, if I remember it correctly, says, hey, if he told you to do some great thing, wouldn't you do it? He said, I don't want to go to the Jordan. Hey, go back to the river. So they're clean. It might be, the Jordan's all muddy. I don't want to go. Why can't I just do it? And he's just mouthing off. He's offended because his picture of how it was supposed to come out didn't work. But he comes to his senses and he thinks, gee, I guess I'll just go dip in the Jordan. Once, twice, three times, four times, five times. I think at the fifth time he'd be like, this is stupid. And he could have walked right out of the Jordan, but he didn't do that. He finished seven's a number of completion. He obeyed the word of the Lord. And after seven times he came up and his skin was as clean and fresh as a baby's. Many times God will offend your mind or reveal your heart. And that's not so much fun 
But if you can get over that and trust his leadership and just forgive and let go of your stinking agenda of how it was supposed to be. And some of those things are horrible. you got to forgive people to forgive yourself and, and trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding. Psalm 37, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Lord, we release these. And, and really, you need to do it yourself. You, you are released by your decision and choice to not be offended. I mean, I can pray over you and I'm going to, but I'm just understand, it's your decision. I can pray over you, you can hold the offense and you're still gonna be jacked up. In the name of Jesus, I break every assignment that would try to keep people in a place of unforgiveness and bitterness and offense. Set them free now, in Jesus' name. And now if you're not right with God, you want to be made right with Him all across this place, those online, would you just bow your head? You're here under the sound of my voice. You say, that's me, Pastor. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want heaven to be your home. Pray this prayer with me right out loud. Say, dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for sending your son, Jesus. That he died on a cross and rose again for the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin and come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Hope you got something from God. I did. It's good. Thank you, Marita. Thank you, worship team. Let me bless you. Father, thank you. Bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon us. Lift up your countenance towards us. Be gracious to us. Keep us and give us peace. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.